Thanks, Sam. Beautifully read. Thanks for doing that. And um, that's the story. That's a recap from Matthew's gospel of what happens. Women go to the tomb early. The guards aren't there. That probably means they're terrified. They get to the tomb. What's the tomb? The tomb is empty. There's a massive uh, stone that's been rolled away. There's an angel that was probably pretty terrifying sitting on the stone. Uh, They leave. Uh, They go and actually encounter Jesus. How weird would that be? And uh, he says, go and find the disciples. They don't really know whether to laugh, cry, jump for joy. Uh, We know from the gospel accounts that Simon and John, they run to the tomb. Uh, Peter, sorry, uh, yeah, Peter and John. uh, Peter gets there first and uh, they see the empty tomb. They go back. Jesus appears to the disciples and really a number of times, maybe up to 500 people see the risen Jesus. And the disciples start reflecting on what has happened. They reflect actually on what Jesus has done. They first of all start to really, really think about his death on the cross. And uh, we can have this slide of the lamb. What happens on the cross, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, foreshadowed in the Old Testament sacrificial system. And he is the spotless lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he is the final sacrifice. Uh, He bears the punishment for the sin of the human race and stands in the place of humanity, uh, taking uh, everything upon himself, which actually destroys him and kills him. Now, I don't know whether the last few days you've picked up the story of uh, Arnaud Beltram, uh, this French policeman. I think about 10 days ago, he was uh, out on patrol and he was called to a grocery in the south of France and an ISIS uh, person, a man, a terrorist, had taken people hostage. He'd already killed people earlier in the morning when he hijacked their car. And uh, he got to the grocer and uh, this guy with a gun had taken a woman hostage. And uh, uh, Arnaud walked in and, and just pleaded with the terrorist, said, look, could you just let her go? If you want a hostage, take me. And so the terrorist let the woman go. And uh, Arnaud uh, stood in her place. And in the subsequent gunfight to try and free him, he actually lost his life. His life for her life. His captivity for her freedom. And actually, this is a picture of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. Standing in our place, paying the price so that we might find life instead of death, freedom instead of captivity. Uh, Macron, the French president, said uh, this of um, Arnaud, the respect and admiration of the whole nation uh, should be on his life and on the act of what he did. The disciples reflected on Jesus' death. And Jesus spoke about his death. He went on about his death. He told them he was going to die. They didn't really believe him. And then he did die, uh, and then he came back to life. And they reflected not just on his death, but also his resurrection, trying to understand, really, what it meant. Uh, The resurrection meant Jesus had defeated death. It confirmed what he said was going to happen, who he was. The price had been paid. The barrier had been removed. Jesus, God's only son, had been vindicated. Death and the devil himself had been defeated. And the way to friendship and fellowship with God had been opened up. We take it for granted, don't we? Oh, come to faith, come do Alpha, just come and do this. You just have faith in Jesus Christ. Ba, 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 ba. 
It's amazing what Jesus has done in actually opening that way for us to be restored into our rightful relationship with God. So the disciples reflected on these things and tried to figure out these things. They wrote things down. They wrote the early New Testament. Paul, the Apostle Paul, carried on just trying to reflect on what God had done in Jesus. And I want to suggest tonight that if we're to celebrate Easter well, we need to do uh, two things. The first is this. If it's going to get under your skin, under your radars, if you're going to actually celebrate Easter well, the first thing you need to do is remember that what happened to Jesus has happened to you. What happened to Jesus has happened to you. We actually share in his death and resurrection. And uh, Paul writes about this in Colossians 3. He says this in verses 1 to 4. You'll see on this next slide. Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Our old life has died with Christ Our old way of life in which we lived independently of God, going our own way, uh, we've actually died to that. We've died to the power of sin in our life. We've died to the grip of Satan uh, over our lives. And uh, we're a whole new creation in Christ when we come to faith, made possible through Jesus' death and uh, resurrection. So this is huge. This is absolutely massive. This has profound consequences for you and I, and it transforms our life, it changes our life, it's changed my life. When I heard this for the first time, I couldn't believe it, I just couldn't imagine that could be true. God's love, God's forgiveness, God's restoration. And I have to say, 25 years later, my life is radically changed as a result of what God has done in Christ through the risen Jesus. Notice as well that our spiritual rebirth uh, is such a transformation in one sense. We no longer even live here uh, any longer. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, Paul writes. What does it mean? It basically means who we really are is, is now no longer really here. It's with Jesus in heaven. That's our new identity. It's the agenda of heaven and the kingdom that we're now living for. As Paul puts it elsewhere, we're actually strangers in the world. And uh, actually, um, you know, we uh, have a firm place, if you like, in heaven. We have to get our theology right here. Too much in the church, we've seen it as a ticket to heaven, this relationship with God. We kind of ignore what we do now and just wait for heaven. Actually, our eternal life starts now. It starts when we come to faith. This process of healing, of restoration, of transformation, of uh, actually being restored. It's an extraordinary privilege, and it's an extraordinary powerful thing. And uh, we're called, aren't we, to reflect God in our schools, to our friends at school, uh, made in the image of God as we are, and to reflect his kingdom, and to bring beauty, truth, and goodness wherever we go, and to really image Jesus to people at university, at work, in our families, uh, in our offices, um, wherever we are, this is the call 
uh, on us as humans, redeemed humanity, redeemed humans. And so we are his ambassadors. And actually, we can always be people of hope as a result of our future, as a result of our eternal present. We can always have hope. And as people, we tend to uh, lose hope. The Apostle Paul was well aware of this. I pray he... He prays in Ephesians 1, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So we need to, actually, I want to suggest tonight, know that what has happened to Jesus has happened to us. We're dead to our old ways, to our old selves, to sin, to everything. And we need to be people who know how to walk in our risen life, in our redeemed life, in our restored life. And this is profound. This is absolutely phenomenal truth as to who we are and what God has done. So that's the first thing. Secondly, if we're to celebrate Easter well, we need to know that God is still seeking to work powerfully in and through us. We've got to know that God is still uh, working powerfully in and through us. Uh, The resurrection story isn't just history or his story looking back. It's actually our story because we're resurrected people. And God is seeking to actually work uh, powerfully through us. Uh, We're unfinished people this side of heaven. We uh, are works in progress. I certainly am. But we have a promise from God that what he started in us, he's going to finish. Being confident of this, Paul writes elsewhere, that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And actually, we do uh, this new life uh, actually only through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Christian life isn't a dutiful life of legalism, of striving, of straining, of uh, of, uh, doing everything in our own strength. Actually, we do stuff through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can only live this life through the power of God. And Paul, again, uh, talks uh, about this power. And uh, he writes this in, um, where is it? I think he writes this uh, in uh, Ephesians, this prayer of Paul. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. It's hope again. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. So easy as you follow Jesus to give up, to lose hope, to lose heart, to think uh, actually everything uh, is gone, just as the first disciples did. It's so easy to settle for kind of, okay, this has been my experience of God. There's nothing more. Uh, okay, I've been struggling with this issue. That's me till my dying day. Uh, I'm done. It's so easy to compromise and to coast. It's so easy to actually settle and sleepwalk. And it's so easy to think you've kind of had your fill from God. And yet, we must resist every thought of that nature, every belief of that kind. Why? Because the Spirit of God, the Spirit, the same Spirit, who rose Jesus from death back to life, is at work in our hearts 
and is at work in our lives. And so we have to, ladies and gentlemen, hold on to hope. We have to be people who walk with open hearts, in vulnerability, in expectation of this God who has defeated death, who is living inside us, and whose work in our lives is unfinished. And actually, who has got more, and he's got more, and he's got more, and he's got more, and he's got more of his work to be done in our lives through uh, our lives. So this really is the wonder of the Easter story. This is the wonder of being a friend of Christ. This is the wonder of what God the Father has done in giving his only son to us, that we who believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the wonder This is the majesty, this is the awe, this is the beauty, this is the privilege of following this Jesus. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have to be people who can walk by the power of the Spirit. We have to be people who settle for nothing other than a life uh, based on this Christian worldview. And we need to be people who know how to do friendship and walk in the power of Christ. I have two gifts uh, domestically. One is washing up. The other is hoovering. And I was hoovering the other day, and I was hoovering the whole house. You know what it's like. People come around. You have to pretend that everything's sort of vaguely tidy. And uh, your, your house is vaguely clean, and the boys haven't trashed it. So I'm hoovering, hoovering. I'm, I'm just going over the carpet again and again. Nothing's picking up. I'm thinking, God, this is just ridiculous. And uh, it's going over and over again. Then I didn't realize, but the hoover bit, the pipe bit, had got, come out of the actual hoover. I've been doing it for half an hour, striving, straining, trying to do it. And the thing is, the thing was still making a noise, so I thought it was still working. So really, the invitation of Easter is to plug in again to the Spirit of God, to God's heart, God's plans, God's will for your life, to recommit yourself to this extraordinary risen Jesus, this man whose heart is big, whose uh, feet are hard, and who's come to the earth and uh, come for us and won freedom and life and victory and a wonderful future for us in the future but also now and it's a time I suggest to reconnect to the Holy Spirit and do life through his strength and power that's what Easter's about and if you get that if you feel excited if you feel humbled if you feel like you're willing to give this a go I suggest ladies and gentlemen that Good Friday, Easter Sunday, is God under your skin, into your heart, into your spirit, into your soul, into your very mind, and it will strengthen you, it will release you, it will deepen your joy, your peace, your experience of life, and bless many, many, many other people through you. Amen.